Hello, everybody, on this nice and and cool October morning, afternoon, noon. Uh, you're waking up and having breakfast with the sound of the sultry voice of Zachary Ferguson, one of the two thumbs undecided, and to my left, presumably many, many hundred miles to the left, is my brother. Uh Sam Ferguson. Sorry for breaking in there. Damn uh, Ferguson. That's his. Uh, that's that's a fun radio name. Dan. D- yeah, Dan. No, damn. Damn. Oh, damn. Ferguson. Yeah, I feel like we need like a sound effect for that or something. Yeah, this is the. But sound no, effect. my name is. Uh, my name is Sam. Uh, oh, hello. Hello. Huh. Um, this is two thumbs undecided. Uh, right now, uh, this is actually uh, a pre-record because right now I'm, I am, if you're listening to this, I'm currently at work, uh, and probably will be at work on a Sunday, Ugh. uh, probably till very late into the night, probably until like 1 a.m. What are you doing? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, one of the things about my job is I work in post-production, so, uh, for everyone who works in post probably immediately is like, oh, that explains it. But for those who don't know, uh... It's uh, it's kind of sporadic, and it really you really can't tell any time uh, how intense things will be. And really, there is no you could be there until 4 a.m. Like there is no uh, really out. There is no like uh, 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 you know everyone's gone by five or six. It's like when the work's done, the work's done. So mm, that's very that's, true. That's what I'm doing. But right now I'm. Uh, just, just living life. Sorry for the wind as well. I'm on top of my roof. See, uh, once it's again, anytime we can do a, a post, like a pre-record, um, I am able to cobble uh, some good recording material and do good sound instead of that staticky sound that you are all so familiar with. Well, I think people have come to to appreciate it. I think people have come to to to. I actually we get mail from people who. Talk about how they listen. They love listening to your voice because it, well, it really makes them feel like you. I'm a schmuck. Here's the thing. It really makes them feel better about themselves. No, that's the thing. And how they sound. I've listened to myself on the podcast, and I actually am starting. I don't listen to the whole thing because I lived it, but I listen to what we do, and I think this, you know, it does have a quality to itself. But my audio quality does reflect on my character of this kind of schmucky guy who you know stumbles on words and can't really say things yeah that's true you know can i just um, say a real quipe a cripe real quick okay there is a why anytime somebody tries to say oh you didn't get the meaning of that how dare you you know i just want to put that out there has that happened to you recently it, no, did that happen to it, you it reminds preferably in a movie since this is a movie show well actually it was about a song about an album Okay, well, media, I guess. What 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 do they say? It was about I was describing about how, what I thought about the uh, the album uh, Flaming Lips, uh, Yoshimi battles the pink robots, uh-huh. and this this person in the car. I was describing what I th- felt it meant to me, and they're like, "No, you know, it actually means this." And I'm like, "You know, it's a bunch of words, and I can portray it however I want." I didn't say that uh, because you need to. You, I didn't, you, I didn't you should have, say what comes to your what comes to your old noggin. Well, the thing is, is I am not the one. Okay, I, we were in a very long car ride, and I'm not the kind of guy who likes to sit in my own shit. Okay. <laughs> what? 
Oh, I see what you mean. So if you like un because un I know unleash on this person, exactly. You're then I, gonna I be knew awkward. that this person was more of very sensitive. Well, not in, not sensitive. Well, maybe I guess sensitive, but somebody who would, you know, argue with me all the way and like let it sit, and maybe like let it linger as almost something that they would talk to their therapist later. Oh, uh, shit. But okay. instead of a therapist, they would. Anyways, it's like one of those old memories. And now I have uh, a form to release it. See, I don't, I personally don't have a therapist at the moment. Mm. Um, and I use uh, just written word or radio to profess. Film. Or film? Do you do you put it into film news and media news? Because that's our next. Uh, I do. Thing. Though my thing that the film news I'm looking at right now, which I have been more prevalent on our Twitter page, mm. and now that I, we've kind of circulated and really built a Twitter, we still don't get likes or whatever. Like who, I don't know if we get more followers, but a lot of the stuff I learn about the day comes from t uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like, really fun stuff, uh, which I want to make a comment on, but it's not film news. The film news that I have for us today, and this is what I'm talking about, bad, not knowing how to say people's names, but the main actor from Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, mm -hmm. Daniel Kaluuya, a, um, he is in the works of making a Barney movie. The actor's... Is it, the actor is joining forces with Mattel Films to produce a live-action movie based on the obnoxious figure in many of our childhoods. Obligatorous figure in many of our childhoods. Hoods. <laughs> Wait, uh, like a oblig obligatory? A big, a big quitus. A big... <laughs> Ubiquitous. Ubi ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yeah. Ubiquitous. A figure in many of our childhoods. Yes. So. Yeah. That's, uh, those are all very three. Wow, it is very windy. Um, those are three very different uh, meanings. Uh, those are three different words. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. And, and one of them, Variety um, says, we're excited to explore, like, Mattel, uh, no, Daniel Koala A., says this of the Barney movie. We're excited to explore this compelling modern-day hero and see if his message of I love you, you love me can stand the test of time. So what does that mean? I think we're going to see a, a, a modern-day take on Barney. Uh, because... I, Do you think they're going to put a Trump narrative into it? No. No. They, I, that can No. I mean, actually... I think, that it, I think they will. One of the... Um, I forget his name... But uh, one of the dinosaurs does wear a red uh, baseball hat. <laughs> what happens? One of the characters. He just like spins the hat around oh, and he and keeps spinning it. And we finally and then he, see and then, it. Yeah, yeah. We finally see the front of it and they're just like, make America great again. And it's like, oh. Hey. And then Barney, Barney <laughs> is like, uh, <laughs> they like weirdly put in like the Ukrainian thing into it. And like Barney has to like, go to for Ukraine. some reason Barney I mean, like uh, Barney or like one of the kids is just like hey like uh, or like one of the kids who's like maybe in charge of like the house or something is just like hey like I'll uh, I'll give you more playtime if you uh, tell me or if you uh, you know if you uh, 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 make sure this other guy doesn't get play or doesn't get my position you know. And then everyone's, and then Barney catches them, and Barney's just like, "Hey, you can't do that." And then he gets like really into like what a subpoena is, 
and they're just like, uh, it's like. By the way, the character who wears the red cap is named BJ. Oh, I think I think I knew that. Yeah, actually, I I knew there's um, BJ, Baby Bop, and Barney. Um, also, it's funny on IMDb, Barney and Friends, the original from 1992, has a 3.7 on IMDb. Out of what? Out of 10. Oh wow! Yeah, it just it's funny to think sucks. this classic kid show is ranked as like it almost seems like one of the worst TV shows. I mean, it's a horrible. It it it's very well, silly, but like I'm just something. Something I've been thinking more and more about with, like, these ratings uh, is a lot of it, I think, has to do with, like, not if it's actually good or not. I mean, it definitely, it definitely like, something that low is probably not great. But if something, it, it's just, it becomes fun to make, like, the Internet is so uh, groupthink mm. that if someone, like, someone probably somewhere was just like, actually, Barney's kind of fucked up. And then everyone was just like, yeah, that's true. And then everyone just starts turning on Barney. So I bet in actuality it's probably closer to, like, a 5 or something. Well, but. Teletubbies is the same thing. It has a 3.6. But then you have, like, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I imagine has, a, a like, a 9 point. Yeah, yeah. It has a, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood has an 8.6. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, um... Uh, what something happened with? I was I'm also only seeing this from Twitter, but something was happening with Paul Dano. Oh, taking you didn't the role see of this? Penguin. No, not Penguin. He's taking the role of uh the Riddler. Oh, the Riddler. Which I gotta say, gotcha. I know you're not a superhero guy because it's you know. Well, I love. I mean, Paul Dano is top five favorite actors. So. Also, I I think if you can get a good, I am okay with these standalone. Uh, superhero movies. My whole mentality is I don't like the 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 super group, you know, where mm-hmm. like say they were trying to do that with Justice League and Batman mm-hmm. and versus Superman. They were trying to make this franchise of you know weaving it together. Marvel is the only one who seems to be financially getting it right, but like I Joker is killing it, and I imagine this new Batman movie is going to kill it too. Yeah. Do you think maybe they've they've kind of well, I think how they've helicopter over top of me. I think how they've uh, distanced themselves from Marvel is they decided we can't really do the whole like Marvel universe thing, which is gonna make I a think much th- better film. Like, I yeah, I haven't seen Joker yet. I really need to, but like, I feel like the Joker is an actual good movie. Yeah, and and it, I I'd, think it goes in the same thing of like the whole Martin Scorsese saying, you know, Marvel's cinematic movies aren't cinema. I think he would probably think the Joker is cinema. Yeah, because it it's, it express it shows this character, you know, truly develop with action or like you know. Well, you also haven't seen it yet. I haven't. Also, but from what I've read reviews, yeah, I think of, it it rips off a lot from. Scorsese like it 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 takes a lot of things like it's like a lot I mean like it it's a combination of a bunch of different Scorsese films I feel like just from what other people are saying but also uh I don't want to talk too much about Joker if we haven't talked about it or if we haven't seen it um but I saw that uh you know there's all this bidding now for these streaming services of who gets what like there's like a massive uh 
fight going on of like who gets what property. And one of the ones that I thought was fairly interesting is the new HBO Max just got the rights for uh, Studio Ghibli. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So, uh, which is pretty big because up until now, actually, Studio Ghibli has been fairly... Uh, I think I feel I think it's been fairly independent and like, like it doesn't really associate itself with like one like American distribution company. There, it's been fairly uh, uh, it's been it's 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 still, it's not like trickling. It hasn't like trickled over in the fact that like it's like, you know, it's now being American or like Westernized. It's still very much rooted in, in uh, in the East in the Eastern cinema. Mm. So uh, well, now this is kind of a big move of like actually there is one company that is going to be streaming Studio Ghibli films. I think it's twelve of them. I don't know how many Studio Ghibli films there actually are, but they're going to be there's twelve of them that they're going to be having. Well, I'm excited uh, for that big. because uh, you know it's easier to stream that onto. I mean, I have HBO, so it'd be cool to have that as one of my things mm-hmm. that I can just throw on. Also, I haven't seen all of the Studio Ghibli movies, so. I haven't either, and something that I think is always really cool about Studio Ghibli is a uh, uh, quick sidebar. It, it now makes, that I've it, been, it makes you like anime. No, no, no. Quick sidebar. Now that I've been watching more and more of on cinema at the cinema. Uh, yeah. I, I. I first, for those of you who don't know, it's the new. It's Tim Heidecker, the guy from Tim and Eric. He has a show with uh, Greg Turkington about film that kind of makes fun of what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's the fu- uh, that's the funny thing is we started this because we liked, we just wanted to do a podcast, and it really a radio show, it, a radio show. But we really on cinema, on, like at the cinema, is basically what we're doing. What they're 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 making fun of what we're doing, and it's funny too because the character Tim Heidecker has dyslexia, and I seriously like oh well, he does well like. If you see the show, he has horrible troubles, like reading any of the names. Oh, oh, yeah. Like he calls one guy called Michael Lapinus, Michael Lapinus, <laughs> or something like that. But anyways, I bring this up because when I first started watching it, I really thought Greg Turkington was kind of. I was thinking of him more as like the straight guy, as like the the straight <laughs> character person. Yeah. But when, I've been watching more and more about it, and. He's kind of like this. Honestly, it seems like he's more of a psychopath than Tim Hyde. Like how the way he like talks and how like he's so dedicated to only talking about like the very cliche films. Well, and- like there is a there's a there is a really cool video with um, I forget what I forget who it was, but they said like modern films like Uncut Gems versus Hutlers. Oh, Variety. Hustlers, who's gonna yeah Variety? And Greg Turkington, I guess his whole thing was like. He wanted to talk about Casablanca the whole time, and so he like it like whenever they were talking about uncut gems, he was just like, "Well, I was really sad because I thought that uh, I thought it would be a bunch of uncut videos of old classic cinema gems, uh, like Casablanca or, well, or Godfather." He also but, uh, he also calls, he also talks about how Julia, the biopic of uh, Julia, um, who's the woman uh, Judy Garland, how uh, Judy. It, the biopic of Judy Garland is a sequel to Wizard of Oz and how Dorothy would have lived uh, later oh, on. Oh, yeah. And it, it, like, it has nothing to do with 
Dorothy. Yeah, and she she just like instantly. I don't know. Well, anyways, I, I was I, able I appreciated to, it a little bit more. I was able to talk to Greg Turkington. Uh, when I yeah, went, is he nuts? How, what is he like in real no, life? No, I mean he's a normal guy. He has he has the same mannerisms as Greg Turkington. You know the way he like moves his hand, um, and kind of the way. But he uh, he he talked to me kind of about his character, and like they'll just you know. They, he told me, and I was surprised by this. They don't watch any of the films. They <laughs> they do a whole entire season in a day. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so like the 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 costume changes, you know, it's all right then, and, which makes sense. They're you know ten minutes a pop. Yeah. Uh, but so. And then also, it probably makes the story more concrete. Yeah, and like Anyways, the improv is probably more fluid. Yeah, yeah. Also, the other thing I wanted to point out before we get to our topic is something I've been seeing more and more about, and this is what really. Yanks my chain oh, with yeah. movies today. What's yanking your chain, young man? What's yanking my chain? Okay, old person <gasps> in the middle of the street who's like half naked. Hi. Um, Hi. <laughs> um, there's now trailers, like ads for the trailers themselves. Like, have you been noticing that? Like, like I'm seeing, I was walking, uh, I was walking in the subway and I see an ad for the new um, Harley Quinn film. I forget what it's called. Oh, uh, it's a long title. I, yeah, I don't care. But there is a ad on the subway for the trailer saying the trailer is coming soon. And I'm seeing, like, little intros to the trailer itself where it's like, now, get ready for the official trailer. Oh. And everyone's like, and it's like, well, that's what something. is happening? This is like, is there going to be a trailer for the trailer for the trailer? Like, what is... I don't care about getting hyped for the trailer itself. Well, write in, folks, because this actually is a new thing that I think where you see very new, where you see like a five-second thing of saying like, you know, it it shows a real quick glimpse of what you're about to see, and I wonder what the ploy is of that. I find it to be very annoying. This is only for you know streaming or YouTube. You you wouldn't see this say in a theater, but. I wonder what the idea is behind that. Well, that's a good... I don't know. I, I think it... I don't know, because if you're excited for a film... Because if you're not excited for the film, you're not going to see the trailer. No matter... Like, you might, like, see it like... A, you're not going to be excited by an ad for an ad. Wait, wait, wait. And what? If you, you're, you're not going to watch the trailer if you're excited I'm for a film? I'm saying if you're not excited for the oh. movie... You're not going to care about an ad for an ad for a movie that you don't care about. And you the only reason you would see the trailer is someone might bring it up. And if you are excited for the film, you don't need an ad telling you that there's going to be a trailer. You're going to be like, when is this trailer coming out? Yeah. So I really don't understand the point of it. Like it's it's the only thing I can think of really is just more followers for your for your channel, which like, I guess I mean, you all know, the, all the channels have their own YouTube channels now, and it's just getting more and more like more people. Like, hey, we had this many views. It's more of a way to see how many impressions you're making. I guess that uh, I guess that's it. Maybe uh, maybe it is kind of a like a marketing thing where they where they realize that ew. I'm sorry, uh, I was drinking soda. Um, where they realize that it's like, hey, we'll get more views if we throw this on here. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was really stupid, and uh, yeah. there's something else that kind of upset me about the way 
films are being marketed these days, but we can get into that in another segment. We should probably start writing these down because I feel like we always have these ideas yeah. for things. And then can you can you start a list now? Okay. Right now, just put it on. Are you actually going to do it? Yeah, no, I'm uh, going into, uh, I mean, we're not sponsored by them, but uh, Google, Google Docs, I'm doing it right now. Actually, I just spoke with uh, Tim Cook today. We, he might be interested. Um, Tim Cook, uh, he's in charge of Google? Uh, that's Apple. Tim Apple. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I, I meant, yeah, no, Apple's in charge of, er, is interested. Uh, oh, that's nice. The new, you know, like the new Google, um, or sorry, the new Apple, uh, sorry, it's so windy. Hopefully this isn't affecting the audio. Um, so what's your, uh, what's your idea? I'm writing it down. The idea is talking about marketing for films today. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I think we're in a, like a very different. Uh, marketing is is rather different nowadays. I don't know. It's like like you have so many. Pre- Oops. You have so many press junkets. You have so many. Uh, like you have to bring the a- actors out to do like a over and under or like a GQ thing or j- there's just so many different things. Like there's well, just there's so the much pre- exposure. There's the press junket and all that blah blah bloop bloop. I mean, yeah. it's also we we should probably get a guest for that because. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll look into. I have an idea of someone I want to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so let's get into the the topic for today. Yes. Uh, which is Zach's idea, uh, and since this will be our. Uh, Last episode before Halloween, it is going to be surprise, surprise, horror film or horror themed. Yes, um, uh, I wanted to try to do a month of horror esque uh, genre. I forget what our genre was last or theme was last week. Uh, last week was. You know, it doesn't matter. It was it was the past. The past is what. Yeah. Is we, well, we, we had the it. interview, and now NYU or not NYU, uh, the New York Film Festival is oh, over. Yeah, that's right. It was the so, interview. Yeah, it was the interview, uh, but New York Film Festival is over. Uh, we're now on to the next chapter. Of our, yeah. Um, um, so um, this week we are talking about um, TV Halloween specials. Now, yes. just like Christmas special, I mean, holiday specials, or like, I, okay, the Christmas, the Hanukkah specials, you know, those, you know, the, the end of the year specials. holiday season, yeah. Well, the thing is, is... Halloween. I'm trying to think of like what is that called in relation to other holiday move uh, specials. Um, I think. I mean, I think the end of the year, like the like Christmas Hanukkah time, is it's just, it's just ho- considered the holidays. holidays. Okay, it's just the holiday season. So you have those holiday specials. Um, everybody loves, you know, the Charlie Browns and what have you. But also something that's also like that's dear in, to my heart and. I imagine a lot of other people's are the Halloween specials. There's always mm-hmm. one episode, much like a holiday episode in a TV show, where you'll have them be in Halloween, mm-hmm. and some have perfected it to the sense of it happening every uh, year, and then others mm-hmm. uh, don't. So we are going to talk about all of them. And what's interesting about I think the ha- the Halloween season compared to uh, the, the the holiday season is there isn't really uh, there's not like a because I think with the ho- uh, holiday season it's more of like a theme of being close to your friends and like family and stuff like that and it's very heartwarming in that sense 
while I think the Halloween season, it doesn't have to, the theme isn't, there doesn't have to be a specific theme. You know, you can have, you know, it could be a hero story, like some of the Buffy uh, uh, Halloween. For some reason, Buffy, Buffy uh, Halloween was the first thing that jumped in my head. Well, no, that, but oh, it could Buffy. Be a, it could be a, it could be a, a, like a hero saving the day with Buffy, or it could be just kind of like an absurd comedy, uh, like in um, uh, Community, or it could be uh, a little bit more of like a spoof, like with The Simpsons. Um, so I just think with with Halloween's uh, uh, specials, there's a little bit more um, of a variety. Uh, now than, I always say typical hall. Uh, holiday I always things. loved Halloween specials because I remember Halloween was kind of in the same sense of Christmas in our household where we would uh, dress up the house a little bit and mm-hmm. what would come along with dressing it up is the Halloween's you know TV shows cable would kind of have their whole entire cape their their channel be dressed up in ghoulish stuff yeah and I remember you know right before we would go out and go trick-or-treating there would be the halloween specials on for mm-hmm. like spongebob or ed ed and eddie you know it, yeah, kid shows where basically mm-hmm. it always resulted in them about to go and trick-or-treat themselves well the kid shows especially i mean it those those are always uh they're going trick-or-treating like they're not as interesting as say other halloween's like uh, more quote-unquote adult films but like or adult tv shows with, like, the kid TV shows, it always has to do with them dressing up and well, going trick-or-treating. So, actually, and, uh, I mean... I'm trying to think of, like, a good t- uh, kid show that had a good Halloween, like, a specifically a Halloween episode. SpongeBob. What's... Tell me the episode, because I was trying to think of All SpongeBob. Right, well, there's what, actually a few. Um, the one that I remember was the one where Sp- SpongeBob... Nobody thinks SpongeBob is scary. Or takes Sp- uh, SpongeBob seriously, oh. so he decides yeah. to dress up as a ghost, and then the but Flying was, Dutchman is there. Yeah, that was one of the new ones, though. That was like no, that, right on the edge when SpongeBob started becoming not great. No, what are you talking about? That was like the first season. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was the first appearance no. of the Flying Dutchman. What? Yes, it's called. It, he, he pretends to be. Sc- no, yeah, he where he dresses up as a ghost. Yeah, he dresses up as a ghost, and then we find out that. Patrick like shaved off his entire skin and he's just a brain. Yeah, that's like the, the oh, yeah. first season. Well, I forget. Anyways, I I don't rem- I remember that episode. I remember not, but it's not like one of my now, favorites. I, I got to say those Halloween specials for some reason particularly scared me because there there was always something non-canonical in those episodes or mm-hmm. something something that also scared me. It was it was not a TV special. I'm sorry, but it, I mean it would it was played on TV a lot. Was uh, the Scooby Doo Halloween specials? Well, that works. Like where it was extra spooky. Mm-hmm. Like I always remember Shag. Anytime there was a special with Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy, Shaggy would always turn into a, a werewolf, and it scared me so much because I'm like, well, one of your biggest fears growing up was. Tra- people transforming into other things, and not like in- I remember we we watched Cat Dog or Cats versus Dogs or Dogs versus Cat, one of the two, and we had to literally leave the movie theater because there was one scene where um, 
I believe it was uh, Jeff the one guy. Jeff Goldblum, uh, his nose, like, starts to, like, uh, he, like, injects himself with something and it gets, like, a giant, like, uh, well, his nose starts to transform. No, no. What, and it's supposed to be funny. What happens is he uh, tries to inject the dog with this, like, anti-pollen um, thing or, mm-hmm. like, um, because he's allergic to dogs, anti-dog allergic thing, and he sticks yeah. him himself. <laughs> yes. And then he gets spots on his arm which actually reminds me of another spongebob episode that scared the the crap out of me and it was not even a halloween episode Mm -hmm. where where he is trying to um do a vaccine for gary the snail and he Mm -hmm. accidentally pricks himself and throughout the episode he slowly becomes a snail yeah, and you, that scares you because well, that's like that was your main thing. Well, the thing, the thing I hated things. is when people when the episode would just end, like there was mm-hmm. no, like that's how it ended. Is like how how do they revert back? We don't know. There was actually an episode of Invader Zim, which I discovered much much later in my life, in the sense of like when I was t- now twenty five years old. There's an episode that's very akin to The Fly. Where the mm-hmm. two characters prick each other with this pen, and throughout the entire episode, they slowly turn into giant uh, uh, baloney, like a, a link of baloney, and that's how it ends. is It's just mm. the two characters sitting on a couch r- as rotting baloney. Well, I think uh, I think we should uh, another another cartoon uh, that is famous for their Halloween specials. Um, and I feel like is like the gold standard for cartoon Halloween specials is The Simpsons. Yes, which um, which is uh, they have their theme, the Treehouse of Horror. Started uh, from is, 1990. Not it was not first premiered in the first season. Oh really? Yeah. So that's how you know um, what episode it is because it's it's one less than what the season is. Hmm. Yeah. So that I mean those. Like, Zach and I watched a lot of Simpsons growing up. Uh, we're brothers, by the way. I don't know if we said that. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just some... Not, one of us isn't just some runaway that we brought over every day. Yeah. Uh, and one of them has really bad... Uh, for some reason, sounds really horrible <laughs> yeah, for the majority of the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so a lot of the adult horror movies I first learned about from The Simpsons. Like, so much... There was so much that I learned from The Simpsons when it comes to, like, pop culture. Like, uh, the one, and, like, The Shining one was, like, a big, like, that's what the first thing I ever th- saw of The Shining was The Simpsons making, like, making fun of it. And uh, sometimes The Simpsons, those, those horror ones did get pretty scary, though. Um, one of the scariest episodes I've ever seen of any TV show was one of them. I won't mention yeah. which one it is, but it's definitely. Why? Because it scares me th- can you talk to just say it fine okay i'll say it it's it's i remember it scared the crap out of me it was um treehouse of horror 17 where homer slowly becomes the blob Mm. i just remember seeing it honestly it scars me once again it scars me to this day this fear of turning into it's other like is that the only thing that scares you no it's not funny because like in the episode, I never thought it was funny. He was, like, eating his own friends. He never turns back. 
Like a mad, it's like a horrible mutation, and I just didn't see it as a laugh. And also yeah. the design of the blob. Oh, by the way, as a kid, the blob was also oh, like yeah. the first 1960s. The blob scared 50s. me. 50s. 50s scared me all the way through. A monster you cannot kill, and everything yeah. you do to it makes it bigger. Also, for some reason, that movie like. <sighs> There were so many monster movies that were going on at that time that were just complete junk and were just, like, looks horrible and aged horribly and, like, it's, like, unbearable to watch. But for some reason, the blob, the the graphics were pretty, pretty good. And, like, the, the pacing of it and the acting was all, like, fairly, like, the how it begins with that meeting, like, the old man. Mm-hmm. And, like, the old man, like, slowly the blob. Ugh. And then, like, just I from that perspective that. of this old man. There was something about... Like, made it a lot scarier. Like, it was really good writing. Well, the thing... Um, also, one of the greatest... And um, John Waters recently said this when he was touring the Criterion Collection. Because the blob is part of the Criterion Collection. The uh-huh. blob intro is one of the greatest intros to any movie ever. That like You mean, like, the song? Yeah. As a kid, and right now, I could probably recite you the entire Blob theme song. It's a great Beware theme song. Beware of the Blob, it creeps. Blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and glides across the floor. Right through, right through the your door. door. And all and around, around the walls. A splotch. A splotch. A blotch. Be, be careful. No, beware of, of the Blob. Beware of the Blob. Oh, be careful of the Blob. I forget, but then they do that thing, and, and I always and thought actually, that was really cool. I just thought it, the the thing that scares me the most is how the music isn't like, you know, that kind of like, you know, the the um, sitar kind of music. It's like definitely not sitar or whatever they use uh, in Hawaii. The like, well, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, a mini. It's like Ther- this. It's not the theremin. Uh, it, it's like this, like hi- like hippie, like. Do 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 do, you know, like bohemian. Yeah, it was like really. I mean, a lot of those films in the fifties like really tried to play to like teenagers. But I, and since I that hated, was about teenagers. That was another. That's what scares me is when people try to, or like these things play up this, these horrifying things that have happened in real life, but they play it for laughs. To me, for mm-hmm. some reason, that scares the crap out of me. Like yeah. singing about a song about like something that's all around the walls, a splotch, a blotch. It can cl- it could slide through your door, right through yeah. the floor. You know, well, it just scares me. So, and that's why those Scooby Doo movies, the like the Island of the Lost Soul, whatever, was also scary to me, because it was good. It was pretty good, um, uh, cartoon effects, and I, I was not ready for it. Like this real scenario that they could get. I don't think I was really ever scared of scared of Scooby Doo at all. So I think Scooby Doo was always just kind of a joke. <laughs> and then the for mo- me, the movie, forget about it. That ending where they decide to make Scrappy Doo into a, a monster. Yeah. Well, once again, turning into something else. Anyway, James Gunn, by the way, wrote that. Oh. Um. Uh. What was I gonna say? Oh, oh, so uh, the the other the other uh, Halloween TV show that I always think back to, and one that I was really 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 excited for, was Buffy, because when Buffy, because Zach and I watched Buffy all together. One, it had already been over for some time, uh, but we started watching it, and we watched every single season for I think the whole entire summer. We watched yeah, it every was single our, season. It was our summer. Uh, 
go to for that? I mean, summer yeah, TV so, show. Yeah, uh, so the one Halloween episode was I was very excited for because it it's like Buffy is already kind of scary. It's finally like well, how are they going to make it even more scary? And the one that I think about, and I'm sure there's more, but the one that I think about is when they're in college and they go to that college party. I was thinking of and the like same someone, one. Someone's like summoning demons in the <laughs> attic. No. And then everyone everyone turns into who they are, like the, the what they dressed up as. Oh, but do you remember? And that was the, that was the coolest part is like, I think I knew that was the, the, the premise. Like I knew that that was probably going to be happening. Uh... There's no way of me checking bars, so now, can, I'm hopefully I'm do, still recording. Do you remember what also happened in that episode? Uh, no. Okay, so there was that cool thing about how, like, you know, everybody was turned into their costumes, which is yes, pretty cool. But I remember the thing that was, <laughs> the thing that was powering the entire spell, was Buffy and her boyfriend oh, having yeah. uncontrollable no, sex. I c- completely forgot they about couldn't, that part. They couldn't stop, and it was like the entire episode, and I forget yeah, they had was... to figure out a way to stop having sex. Yeah, because there was the, it wasn't just a demon, it was um... It was like the power of It was of something, the... it was like, the, like basically it was like angsty, it was an angsty ghost who made like, I guess was bullied as a kid and just it just made everyone also feel like extreme oh, yeah. emotions. And I remember there was this one girl that was like cutting and this was like was like cutting her hair. And I think like the the demon Are you sure this is the same episode? I th- Hold on. Actually, I think it's on like whenever I don't I'm, think this is the same episode. It was de- it was I definitely think this is a different episode. It was definitely a Halloween episode. Because this is when his. he was, she was dating the one like military dude. Okay, so the uh, one that I'm looking at is Fear Itself. Okay. Where they go to a frat party. And yeah. It's a costume frat party. And then. Oh no, yeah, everybody turns into their greatest. The, the Their greatest fear comes to life. So maybe it is two separate ones. I think it is two separate ones. But I thought it was. Yeah, because that one is like all of their greatest fears come to life. It might also have been a Halloween episode, so because uh, that also sounds like an extreme Buffy thing. But uh, but there was that one which I always thought of like the for that one there was like um this girl who was like couldn't didn't know why but she was like cutting all of her hair and crying oh, and stuff. Yeah. And then like at the end she was like bald and she was like, "What happened to me? I don't know why my hair. I'm cutting my hair." Oh, and I was kind of like I was kind of like this is kind of like sad like this is like this isn't just scary this is like this girl is like freaking out and it's not like her she wasn't freaking out but whatever the spirit was was like a really depressed girl i think like it was a depressed girl who died in that building and like i remember her being embodying this woman she was like a a a moany myrtle type yeah character yeah um oh um uh, yeah i keep seeing fear itself as the episode i don't know but um another scary thing that i only I don't know if it's really a TV special, but I always remember seeing as on TV. No, it was TV. Was Goosebumps? Oh yeah. I was, but I mean, that's that's not like a Halloween special though, because those are. But uh, they did play. No, they're th- always scary. Thing is, is I th- I mean, it played weekly. I think for a time, yeah. but it came out in the '90s. So for reruns, they would only do reruns during October. So mm-hmm. the entirety of October, they would do back to back. And Sometime. those were honestly scarier than the books. Yes. Because I reread the books, and the books, 
are not as great. Well, the thing is, is you know, you you look back to it when you're now an adult, and of course they're not as scary. But I remember being terrified as a child of Night of the Limbi- Living Dummy. Uh, oh yeah, Slappy. There was like an yeah. episode where Slappy gets chopped up and turned into dust, and you think he's dead, but mm-hmm. there is this like chubby kid stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> he. Like he, you see the dust go into his nose, and everything's okay, right? We cut away from him, and then they're like, "Oh, that's right, we let we left Chubsy in the uh, in the bathroom." And then they open up the bathroom, and then they pull back in terror, and this kid has the eyes of Slappy, these wooden eyes, and he's like, <laughs> and that's how it ends. Oh my, like, that is scary. As a kid, like, those- like what do you do? Do you kill this kid? Yeah, it's like it's like that 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 cliffhanger is like more scarier than anything else, and those those TV sh- like those the the episodes. I remember there was one that I always think of for some reason, where uh, it's about like this superhero, like this kid loves is like his favorite superhero. Oh, the, it's some um, made up superhero. The uh, the, uh, so, uh, the attack of the mutant, I think it's called. It's something like that, but. He discovered, like, he was, he's, like, you know, I forget how, but, like, he, he, he wanders onto this superhero <coughs> in some comic book. Like, it's this comic book superhero. And he wanders onto, like, basically the same thing as, like, the Crystal Palace or whatever the, the thing in Super, what is it in Superman? Fortress what is that of, called? Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. He stumbles on his version of the Fortress of Solitude. And the kid is just, like, what, how is this possible? This is a comic book. Like, this is exactly... And but th- for some reason, whenever he walks into the building, it was just so creepy because they didn't play it like this kid is meeting his hero. It it just seemed like you uh, like something was up with the sound. Like it just you could hear like the this like it was completely empty, and there was just like waves of wind like flowing through. And it was there was something how they set it up that it just seemed really spooky, and like it was just like really scary. And I thought it it wasn't. It wasn't like a, a, a sort of, uh, it wasn't like a jump scare, or it wasn't like a scare that like you could kind of see coming. It was like the scare that kind of was from the sound dev- design and from the like the visuals, and I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool for like a kids' TV show ripping off or like making uh, these kids' books. And I, I, I don't know. I thought it was really well done. Um, um, no, yeah. Any for some reason, just like we were talking about the blob, the. Uh, the worst the quality is in a, a in a TV show, it the scarier it is. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, I learned recently that the whole entire plot ending to The Watchmen was actually ripped off of an Outer Limits old TV show. Do you know how The Watchmen ends? Like the the in the, the com- movie or the TV show? In the comic book. Oh, in the comic books. I don't know. The, how does it end? In the comic book, how it ends is. Ozzy Mandel, oh, spoilers for The Watchmen, but honestly, it's been out for a while. How it ends is it's about an uh, Ozzy Mandeus makes a pretend alien invasion, so all the Earth unites together against this this outer worldly alien. When in fact, he just created the alien. Mm-hmm. And there's a Outer Limits episode where they decide to do the exact same thing, but instead they decide to turn a human into an alien mm-hmm. and it's like a really disgusting looking alien and so the entire it's like a 60 minute episode 
And so the entire episode, we see this guy slowly turn into this monster, and we he describes how his organs are being shifted. Oh, that that's another thing. It was really gross. And it, uh, the, quali- yeah. the quality was really, really low, but something about it was frightening to me. Can you can you look up some other um, like Halloween specials? Yes, actually, something um, we haven't also talked about. Um, if you want to get all early two thousand on us, but uh, Office has. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an Office. What is what is the Office Halloween episodes? Well, there's the very first one that I keep uh, popping up, uh, which is um, when Michael has to fire someone from the office. And he fires the guy that's dressed as a bum. <laughs> um, then that was like one of the first episodes. Then, right? I it, I think it's the first Halloween I remember episode. It, it's season two. Because I remember he fires someone very very early on, and nobody cares because it's like one of the first episodes. Yeah, it's one of the guys. Uh, nobody like we don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember any of the other. I mean. I remember they always start the episode off with a, like a funny Halloween thing, but I can't remember much. Uh, like the Christmas episodes, I remember a lot of. Yeah, those are a little bit more. Uh, but famous. I, I remember the Office episode where it was like the same year or the last year where the Joker, uh, the Dark Knight came out. So everybody mm-hmm. in the ep- in the uh, office was dressed as the Joker. <laughs> and now, yeah, and now that's coming back, huh? Yeah, but um, the, here's the thing. I wonder, you know, Halloween, and maybe this is something we could touch more on next week, but, like, Halloween really is kind of to show you what's popular. Like, who's going to dress? Like, last year or two years ago, we had a lot of people dressed up as Harley Quinn. And then, you know, you had the Stranger Things guys. Like, what are yeah. what are people going to dress up this year? Well, this year, my lady friend and I are dressing up as Fleabag, and uh, oh, are you going Andrew as Scott? You're going as Andrew Scott. I'm going Scott? as the priest. Yeah, I'm going as the priest. Very cool. Uh, so I'm going to be a drunk priest. Uh, and uh, we're actually going to a, a little bit side thing, but we're going to a MoMA uh, party. Uh, it's at the MoMA, which is pretty exciting. Oh, Apparently, yes, it's the like MoMA. it's like crazy. It's like one of the best things to do in New York for Halloween. Mm. Uh, now, are you going? And it's it's. Are you going it's, on uh, Halloween or are you going? Yeah, I'm to going weekend? on ha- on Halloween, Friday. Ah, uh, I think it's um, a Thursday. It's a Thursday. No, it's. Is it Friday? Friday. Pretty sure it's a Friday. No. Um, yeah, thirty first is a Thursday. See, okay, this is. Sorry, I am. So I'm going the twenty fifth. So I'm not going. I keep on confusing that Halloween is the end of the month, and Christmas is the twenty fifth. Uh, see, so would, I keep on it... flipping the days, and I told my boss this because I was trying, like, I was trying to take off certain days, and I said, like, you can understand that, right? Like getting those mixed up, and he was like, no, I can't, and I was like, well, then right. he's not a true. I mean, actually, I know he listens to this show, right? Not, I don't think, like, well, religiously. A lot of people, some, a lot of people think that Halloween is. Or believe that they're that's their favorite holiday because you can be bad and dress up as somebody different, and I yeah. agree. I think ha- Halloween is a really spooky time. I've had some fantastic memories. Um, I remember in high school, you know, back when we were like, "Oh, we want to party so much in college." We try to look up what's the greatest party to go to in all of American college, 
and the number one party was the Halloween Ohio, Ohio State University party. I remember you saying doing that. Yes. I remember you going to that, right? Yes, and I had a fantastic time. Some people may say that it was unsuccessful, uh, but I had a. It ended the way that usually all my party going is. Mm. Me, fairly naked, fa- fairly drunk, fairly drunk, and also like not on a bed, usually in mm. a car or on a tire, you know, somewhere that's not actually a bed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how your your back doesn't hurt all the time because I'm I'm sleeping on a bed that's fairly well and it's, uh, I sleep, it's still giving me back problems. I sleep on a bed, though. Honestly, I do need uh, a masseuse of sorts. Mm, of sorts. Uh, call in. Uh, we won't pick up because it's a pre-record, but still call in. Yeah, try to call uh, in, jerk. Or, yeah. Just kidding. Anyways, I love you. Um, is there any other TV shows that we're missing? Um, yes, there's another one um, that I. You know, I loved from the very first episode is Community. Community yeah, had what some was, was great episodes. See, Community, we like this is another thing I'll write down as. Oh yeah, because they had the episodes that like uh, where I mean Abed dresses up as Batman. Yeah, and he became uh, one of the. It, I remember there was a list of like all the people who played the best Batman, and Abed was one of them. <laughs> um, but no, the episode that I love the most of the Halloween, oh, actually there's two, but the one that I'll mention is called, uh, Epi- Epidemology, uh, where basically it's a zombie, it's a zombie, uh, episode where everybody eats, uh, poisoned food and turns them into like mad cow disease zombies. I think I remember that. And yeah. I remember this was like one of the first episodes where I realized, oh, this isn't just about a community college. This is like raising the stakes because if Troy didn't save everybody at the end, everyone would have died. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how does he save them at the end? Um, all he had to do was turn down the air conditioning uh, oh. to get it to like to like freeze the cells. Oh, um, my. I tell. But I, I don't remember this episode that well, but it does sound like community had to had to run so rick and morty could fly huh, yeah because that's is, like the that's like the, the the bread and butter of rick and morty it's is, so is raising the stakes to like the utmost but still like retaining its its comedic absurdity it, it's weird but still being so severe i, I it, like just to mention about that i think community like all six seasons even the fourth season is fantastic Rick and is, Morty, is, I can kind of give or take some of the episodes. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. I no, I mean, Community, I think, kind of died down as well. But uh, Community, people in college, and maybe still now, Rick and Morty was thought of. You know, there was always that made fun of of like, if you don't get Rick and Morty, you're an idiot. Yeah. And it was considered kind of a cult following, which yeah, it definitely is not. Community is definitely a cult show. So much yeah. so that it died, was brought back, died again, and then was brought back as a on a uh, on a streaming that nobody is now dead. No, who? Oh, wait, yeah, what was it? Yahoo Screen. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a true cult uh, TV show. Um, but oh, um, I mean the whole entire. I mean you. It's not Halloween, but I don't know. I guess I was gonna say Twin Peaks. 
But I think also we, we should probably uh, get into the movie up. that we've seen because we have five minutes left. Oh, okay. Then I'll say mine real quick. I saw El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Um, I, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, I would definitely say go see it. Um, I, I, I give it like a, a seven out of ten. It's a gr- it's a good movie. The guy who plays Todd, um, Jesse Plemons, fantastic in it. Though it really doesn't do anything more for the character. In my uh, opinion, it kind of just con- concludes yeah. the arc. But um, mm-hmm. the only thing that irked me throughout the entire movie, and I was watching this with my roommate, and he agreed too, is both characters, and more so Jesse Plemons, they're all, they're both a little chubby in the in, mo- in the show uh, in the movie. Oh. And Jesse Plemons, this takes place. His character is flashbacks, and he's kind of. St- you know, decently skinny in the the final episode of Breaking Bad, and in the TV in this movie, I mean, he's he's got a true stomach, like a real. He's got. Well, I mean, could that be because he's hiding away and he kind of, like, maybe he's depressed and like he's eating. No, okay, so more? so what you're saying is like he got fat, and then lost a bunch of weight before we see him again in the final episode. You could say that it is possible, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I don't know the the the, the, the timeline. The timeline so, is the Breaking Bad. When we see Todd, who is played by Jesse yes. Plemons, this is before the last episode of Breaking Bad, which took place in 2012 or 13, and he is like, you know, not skin. I mean, he's normal, like fat to bone structure. He's norm, like healthy. Yeah. In the Breaking Bad movie, structure. there's definitely he's definitely got a bit of a. They pad him up with clothes, you can tell, but he's definitely got a chin, he's got a belly, he's got girth. Yeah. And Jesse Plemons, and I mean, Aaron Paul's character, he's not chubby at all, but you definitely see he's not, I, I, he looks a little bit pudgier than he would, say, for neo-Nazis who keep you in a cage. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing that was off-putting. But uh, for the most part, it was it was a lot of fun, and I would recommend it. Yeah, I, I at my office, everyone like someone asked like, "Hey, yeah, like everyone that watched El Camino that night or whatever when it came out, everyone was like, it was good. It's it doesn't really seem like it's getting the same. Not even as as like the same as Better Call Saul, which has like another kind of following to it. I, I, it just I, seems like this movie is is. From what I'm hearing, it just sounds like it's kind of underwhelming. Yes, very much so. Uh, Though, if for Better Call Saul, I'll say this: that is a great show. That really yeah. has great writing, and lives up to the hype. Which is why I think the Breaking Bad series should just stick to being a, a fantastic TV show. Well, one of the things is Vince Gilligan really was pushing that, like he was like, "This is the end. I'm making it seven seasons, and it's gonna stay seven seasons." I don't think it needed to happen. I think. And then, like, and then he made this movie. So it's kind of like, I was like, wow, Vince Gillian, like, he's actually, like, doing something unique. Like, he's actually just sticking to his guns. And, like, not re. And then he made this movie. So, out of principle, I don't think I'm going to watch it. The movie that I saw uh, is uh, The Devils, or uh, Devils, which is a 1971 film by uh, the guy that directed Tommy. Uh, or sorry, not Tommy, uh, the guy that directed Tommy Boy, the oh. Doctor Who thing. And it has the same actor that plays the dad uh, in Tommy Boy, um, which was pretty, you know who I'm referring to? Uh, no. 
you know, in Tommy Boy, the dad, the like the dad of oh of yes, the Who. Uh, yes, I love that guy. I, yeah, I he he name. plays the lead in this, and the whole point of the movie is it, it's about a guy who is. It takes place in like the, the France during, uh, like the 1300s, like during the plague, and it's about this priest who's kind of corrupt, uh, but his, what. What happens is he he has like a love triangle where one of the nuns, who's creepily always has her head turned to the right and the, her neck is just forced that way, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, he marries somebody else and the nun gets upset, so the nun pretends to be possessed by the devil, and all these other like priests come in, who want to tear down like the walls and apparently like this guy tear like the the person the that. This guy, um, uh, who's like being accused, and he's being accused by the nun of like possessing her and like putting, like talking to the devil and getting them possessed. And, uh, so this priest, uh, is also like the de facto like king of this small little town as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so like these other priests who are like talking with the, the king, uh, like these other generals and things, like are trying to tear down his walls. So they use this to their own advantage. But it kind of felt like a Terry Gilliam film, like where it was like very odd and like everything was kind of like oddly, like it felt like Brazil. Uh, and it's just called Devil. It's called, it's called The Devils, I think. It's The Devils. Well, I like that uh, actor a lot. And it's a, it, I thought I wouldn't like it. Like I think it took me like halfway through the film, but it reminded me a lot of Passion of the Joan of Arc because the character like the dad character or the priest person like the main character i thought he would be like an ass like he was oh, kind of an asshole oliver reed like, is his name yeah oliver reed he was kind of an asshole like i did he wasn't a great character but then you know shit hits the fan and it like if you've seen passion of the uh passion of joan of arc uh also oh, we're almost out of time if you've seen passion of the joan of arc you'll know what i mean but um yeah it just gets from like one to the next and it's spooky but it's also it was on like the indie wire list of best horror films, which also Cat Catwoman was on, or whatever it's called. Uh, cat people, which is one of the st- cat 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 people. It's one of the stupidest, one of the stupidest like, films I've ever it's seen. It's a really and for fun some reason, movie. <laughs> for some people, people always say it's like one of the best Halloween films, and I'm like, it's it's not a good film. It's it's very 50s, and maybe it influenced some people. But I I like it. I love yeah. that line. Nothing has ever. What's happening? Nothing's ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like nothing's. Bad. Nothing has ever. I've never felt sad before. Was the line uh, when he was finally like something was going on with his wife, and he was like, "Wow, like this is weird. I've lived a, I've lived a perfect life. I've never a, been sad in my life." All right, bye everyone. Goodbye. Godspeed, Spider-Man.